Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, former commissioner of the Suffolk County Police Department, Richard Dormer, uh, and also in our ongoing series on Lisk, the Long Island serial killer, the first person ever to label the murders a serial killing is Commissioner Dormer. Hello, Commissioner. How are you? Uh, yeah. Hi, Frank, and Happy New Year uh, to all you, to you and your listeners. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And listen, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's vindication, all of these different uh, shows and these documentaries that are coming out about the Long Island serial killer, but you were the first person that, that actually labeled it a serial killing. Is, is that correct? Well, that's so, and it was pretty obvious to me and uh, the chief of detectives, uh, Dominic Verone, he and I worked very closely on this case, and it was very uh, clear to us that the serial killer was uh, involved in this uh, case. Yeah. Is this the first serial killing that you, as commissioner at the time, had uh, had been involved in? You were you came after Joel Rifking, right? I know that touched uh, it touched on Long Island, but that was before your time. Is that correct? Yeah, Rifkin uh, was a serial killer, uh, and that was before my time. Let's do a little bit of your history, if you don't mind, and, and let's start from the beginning. Where were you born, and where were you raised? Well, I was born in Ireland, uh, way back in a very rural uh, area of Ireland, and I immigrated to the U.S. as an 18-year-old. And uh, five years later, uh, took the police test for Suffolk County and became uh, a cop in Suffolk County. Like a lot of uh, young Irishmen uh, do, and uh, you kind of went from uh, birth to 18 pretty quickly there. What was uh, what was growing up in Ireland like for you? Was it a, um, you were in a rural area. Were you anywhere near a farm? Yes, it was all a farming area. I worked on a farm as a youngster, uh, you know, dealing with uh, all the issues that uh, uh, farming involved is involved with. And, um, you know, I came from a very close community. Uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, very happy to uh, uh, be in that kind of an environment. And it prepared me uh, for the U.S. And I always had an idea that I wanted to spread my wings and uh, uh, come to America. Were you the first in your family that did? No, I came to an uncle. Uh, I had an uncle in Kings Park, uh, Long Island, and he's the one that sponsored me. And so Eddie, uh, who uh, sponsored me and took care of me when I came out. What, what was he doing? Was he in law enforcement? He worked at Kings Park State Hospital and uh, very soon thereafter became a Suffolk County cop. And that's what got me interested in uh, the police business. I said to my uncle, uh, how do you become a cop? And he said, well, there's a test coming up. Uh, why don't you take it? And I did. And I scored pretty high on the test. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. I was accepted into uh, one of the best police departments uh, in the country. I was very proud to be a cop in uh, Long Island, in New York, in the USA. To come from such modest, uh, such a modest background and such a humble background to rise to the uh, chief law enforcement officer in 
uh, Suffolk County, which, by the way, is it's it's not like this is Idaho. I mean, 1.3 million people in Suffolk County—a very complicated job to be a complete uh, to be a commissioner in uh, Suffolk County, New York. This is uh, this is as big as many states. Yeah, Suffolk County is a very diverse uh, community. Uh, one and a half million people in Suffolk County. And the Suffolk County Police Department is the second largest county police department in the U.S. And so uh, they're a huge uh, police department overall. Most police departments, by the way, have less than 20 officers. Uh, of course, we had the big, uh, uh, the big uh, department uh, next door, uh, NYPD, uh, who we worked very closely with uh, uh, in, in, in many areas, and especially with the serial killer case. Uh, so we had reached out to uh, NYPD, Nassau County, and the FBI very early on in the investigation, and they were very helpful. Let me remind folks that are just tuning in or just turning on their radios that this is Frank McKay, much more importantly, Commissioner Richard Dorma is our very special guest, uh, former commissioner of Suffolk County PD, a wonderful police force. And uh, you, you mentioned reaching out early to the uh, the FBI. If I recall correctly, and you'll you'll correct me, uh, it was it was for their um, their air vision, right? Their uh, their view of the sky. I, they had a plane or a helicopter. Is that correct? Well, yeah, that was part of it. They they uh, reached out to the military uh, for to have a special uh, flyover that would identify location. After we had found the uh, the ten remains uh, over the months, starting in two thousand and ten, uh, working with the FBI and the military, uh, we figured that there may be other remains out there. So they they sent a, a special flyover that would uh, identify uh, what they possibly remains in that location. And then we would move in on foot to check out any uh, spots that they, they identified. It's, you know, it, it's interesting uh, just looking back on it, but I imagine the initial reaction to this is different from a police standpoint than it would be from a lay, uh, layperson's standpoint. Uh, what, was your first reaction and who brought the news to you that we we've uncovered all of these bodies and, and remains of, of victims of young ladies. Uh, and I imagine you found out a little later that they were all young ladies. Well, who brought the news to you? Well, if I, if I could back up, Frank, uh, sure. uh, the, uh, this case started when uh, a prostitute, Shannon Gilbert uh, on May 1st, 2010 went missing at Oak Beach, uh, near uh, Gilgo Beach. And she went missing, and the detectives, uh, missing person detectives picked up that case. And over the months, uh, that detective would go back into the community, uh, knocking on doors, uh, you know, knew that um, uh, that young lady was probably uh, somewhere in that vicinity. And he was down there with the canine, the cadaver dog, and uh, they were down there in December uh, of 2010, 2000, uh, December 11, 2010. And the officer with the canine dog decided to give the dog a longer run on the other side of Ocean Parkway. And they headed west on, Oak, on the uh, terrain off Ocean Parkway. 
and they came on a body that was wrapped on the top of the surface. Uh, I was notified that Saturday by the chief of detectives. He said, I think we've no, we've uh, found uh, Shannon. We thought it was Shannon Gilbert. But very soon thereafter, it was determined it wasn't Shannon because uh, she had a titanium plate in her jaw. And the medical examiner, very quickly after taking an X-ray of uh, her, the skull of the remains, determined it wasn't Shannon. Two days later, the same canine officer discovers three more bodies wrapped in the vicinity, within uh, hundreds of yards of each other. Within two days, we now had four young uh, women, all prostitutes, found at Gilgo Beach. And this started, uh, you know, a media uh, frenzy and an extensive, comprehensive investigation by the Suffolk County Police Department uh, Homicide Squad. Hmm. Wow. Just, uh, you know, drama... Uh, right away, and I remember it was it was a media frenzy. I mean, that's uh, that's the the right word for it. Commissioner Richard Dorman. Yeah, well, is, uh, Frank, you know, wow, wow is the is the best way I could <laughs> put it. Uh, uh, this this thing generated uh, media uh, from uh, not just the metropolitan area and throughout the country, but but from all over the world, and that was just the beginning. When you found out, and let me remind folks that the former commissioner, Richard Dorma of of Suffolk County PD uh, is our very special guest, Frank McKay, here talking about Lisk, the Long Island serial killer, who is still un, unfound and, and uh, the mystery is still unsolved. Recent attention has come on to this case due to some documentaries, and, and you appeared in some of these documentaries, what did you think of the the work? Let's say, for example, uh, the uh, the killing uh, the killing season. What did you think of the work uh, they did on that, Josh and Rachel? Well, uh, you know, uh, Frank, I I think that any publicity is very helpful in solving this case. That's the only way uh, the police department will be able to solve that. They get a tip from somebody that watches one of these shows and decides to make the phone call to the hotline. Uh, if, you, if you keep publicizing it, and that's what we do with these documentaries, and um, I believe in them. I think that that's the way this case is going to be solved. So I think it's a big plus that we have a lot of these uh, uh, shows on that people watch, people are still interested in it. Somebody out there may have some information on this guy and decides to make a phone call to the police department or to the FBI, and that would help move this uh, case forward. Yeah, well, early on, uh, you butt, butted heads with uh, Tom Spoda, and it was over the use of uh, of serial killing, right? I, the, the term serial killer, is that what upset the DA? Well, uh, you know, uh, Tom, Tom Spoda and I had a good relationship, uh, and... Um, I always respected Tom as a district attorney, and it's not unusual, by the way, on aspects of uh, a major investigation. Uh, we did disagree. I think Tom uh, stated that he thought it was more than one, maybe two or three serial killers. I, uh, in my estimation, it was one serial killer, and I, 
I based that on uh, conversations with the FBI Behavioral Analysis Unit and with other experts in uh, murder investigations, uh, New York City, uh, for example, and also people in Suffolk County. So, uh, you know, I had determined that this probably was one serial killer. And so uh, that was the disagreement. But, uh, you know, I have great respect for Tom Spoda, and uh, he's done a terrific job in Suffolk County. So uh, you won't find me saying anything bad about Tom. It's just that we disagreed on uh, whether it was one or three serial killers. And I felt that, uh, you know, all the remains were found in the one vicinity in Suffolk County. Suffolk County is a huge county. The idea that there'd be more than one serial killer, okay, using or utilizing the same dumping ground. And these girls, the people that were uh, were found, the remains that were found, uh, were all involved, we believe, in the sex business. So the, it, it lends itself to one person utilizing this area for uh, dumping the bodies. So much scrutiny has come upon the the police work uh, in this case and i guess anytime there's an unsolved mystery uh, the the first thing you want to do is or, or the public wants to do is is uh, uh, is criticize someone and in this particular case the uh, the police work or uh, uh, spoda's office has been criticized is any of the criticism that you've gotten or the da's office has gotten is any of it warranted well, you know, while we, while I was in, in office up to December 31st, uh, there was very little criticism of the investigation, either into uh, the Shannon Gilbert case or the remains found at Gilgo. It was after I left that uh, there was a lot of comments and scrutiny on how the investigation was progressing. And there was very little um, information that was disseminated from uh, the district attorney's office and the police department uh, right after I left and for a number of years till the new administration took over in the police department and invited the FBI back into the investigation. Uh, they, My understanding is that the FBI had been shut out after I left. And so I think that that, was, uh, that wasn't a good move um, the FBI, with all the resources they have at their disposal, and they're the finest investigative uh, uh, unit in the world, and to not have them assisting didn't make sense to me. What would be the logic behind a, a police force or an investigation asking the feds, uh, and in this particular case, the, uh, the FBI, not to help in a case such as uh, this and as, as massive as this was? You know, Frank, I, I have no idea why that decision was made. And uh, I think it was a bad decision. The FBI should have continued to work on that case after I left. And uh, with the new administration coming in, they should have just, uh, you know, uh, partnered with the FBI, uh, the feds and uh, moved the case forward because, uh, you don't want these cases uh, to go cold, and it seemed like that. And you, the reason that you uh, you keep uh, on top of it, keep publicizing it, is to let uh, the families know, uh, the, the victims' families know that the police department still 
uh, investigating the cases, let the public know that you're investigating them. And also, as I mentioned earlier, uh, by publicizing uh, the uh, cases, especially on anniversaries, uh, somebody may pick the phone up and, and call in a tip that would solve the case. Of us uh, only have information that comes through the newspapers and, and so forth. I would believe that a, a former commissioner would uh, would have better resources than than us to know or to, to answer who was it that asked the FBI to uh, to stop participating in the investigation. Where does that come from? Is that the new commissioner? Is that from the police chief? Uh, what is your understanding of, of that uh, request for the FBI to not any longer take part in an investigation? You know, Frank, I, I have no direct knowledge of who made that particular decision. The police commissioner, uh, uh, Ed Weber, who took over when I left, and the chief of the department, uh, Jimmy Burke, uh, they were the ones in charge. And so uh, I would assume that the decision was made uh, by Commissioner Weber and or uh, uh, Chief Burke. Now, how soon after you left your position as commissioner of Suffolk County Police Department, uh, did Jimmy Perk, uh, Burke take over as police chief? Yeah, he, he immediately. He was, uh, he was uh, appointed by uh, the county executive, uh, Steve Malone, uh, early at the end of 2011, and he took over uh, immediately in 2012. Did you receive any input from, from Chief Burke prior to him being Chief Burke? Did he come to you and did he talk to you about uh, decisions being made while you were commissioner on this particular Did he show any interest in this case? Well, uh, I never had any conversations with uh, Chief Burke or uh, the uh, Commissioner Weber about this case. Uh, nobody in, in the new uh, administration either spoke to me or the Chief of Detectives, Dominic Perrone, uh, which was unusual, by the way. Usually uh, you touch base with the old administration uh, as they're going out. Uh, you find out uh, uh, what information they have they'll pass on. Uh, I did that when I took over for uh, John Gallagher uh, back in 2004. We sat down a couple of times with him and his deputy commissioner, and he went over the department, the issues he was having, all the, uh, you know, to make the transition smooth and make sure that the public is uh, properly served. The community of of uh, Oak Beach, and it struck me when you mentioned earlier about your background that you were you grew up in a close community a very close community uh, you could say the same thing about oak beach that these folks know each other well there's only a few people they're isolated uh, is that fair to say yes that's fair. yeah they're a very close knit community and by the way oak beach and and gilgo beach uh, took a hit on this thing you know, their their name uh, was all over the world, and uh, I got to say, uh, by the way, that uh, we really appreciated the assistance we got from both uh, the residents of Oak Beach and Gilgo Beach while this investigation was going on. The people were very, very helpful. Uh, they were being bombarded uh, almost daily by media, and so 
it was very unfair to them that this whole uh, serial killer uh, case was dumped in their laps. Yeah, it's it really is a wonderful community over there, and there's some terrific people that are are living there and lifelong members of that community. And and certainly, you'd have to put it in the category of being unfair that they had to deal with this, and because of the actions of of, of one or or multiple. Uh, people who are just sick out of their mind. We're coming up on a quick break. Commissioner, do we have you for a second segment? Sure, Frank. Yeah. Commissioner Richard Dormer is our very special guest, the former commissioner of uh, of the great police force of Suffolk County and a large police force um, representing about 1.3 million people, if I'm if I'm not wrong. Frank McKay here with the former commissioner, and we're talking about Lisk. We're talking about Long Island serial killer, which is uh, which is still alive, as far as a mystery goes. And as far as we know, uh, the the killer may still be out there. And we'll ask more of the commissioner as we come back. Frank McKay, coming back right after this with Commissioner Richard Dormer. 